Speaking of safeties, uh, I think we have to talk about his battery mate back there. And um, what did you guys think? Uh, let's start with you, Evan, about this is just coming from the man who, who had donned his picture on your Twitter profile for a long time. Yeah. How did you feel about what transpired before the game? Uh, what are your thoughts about what they should do now? This is – God – this conversation is so tough because every time we talk about it, I understand both sides to it. So let's just take the Earl side to it real quick. There's historical precedent in this team that the team extends, you know, their core foundational players entering their last year of their deal. Earl Thomas is in the last year of his deal. You know, Michael Bennett got it. Cam Chancellor got it. Richard Sherman got it. You know, Marshawn Lynch got it. Tons of people got it. Russell Wilson got it. all their core foundational pieces over the years have received this treatment entering, you know, the final year of their deal. Jeremy Lane got it. Like, like everybody has gotten it. So I, I think from Earl's perspective, especially considering his age and, you know, some kind of freak accident injuries in the past couple of years, I don't think it's unreasonable for him to be like, no, like I it's time for me to deserve an extension. Like there's historical precedent for that. This is, I, you know, what really annoys me is when people compare this to the cam situation, this is not the cam situation. This is not the cam holdout, the cam holdout, Campbell's like in year two of his new deal. It was complete BS out of like a four-year deal. It, it made no sense. So Earl is in the last year of his deal. The money is, I believe, non-guaranteed. Like he has, a, I think, a legitimate, um, you know, concern for his body. So I, I understand that. And then I'd probably be in the same position. Uh, but at the same time, the Seahawks have gotten burned by, you know, third contracts with these players. And, you know, I... I do agree that like, you know, what's happened with other players doesn't automatically mean that like Earl's going to flop on a third contract or something like that. But I think clearly the Seahawks do feel sort of concerned or they would have paid him by now. Um, I was, and feel free to disagree with me on this. I was a little upset with him not practicing. Um, it kind of feels like, I'd rather him be like fully in or fully out almost. I'd rather him be like, you know what? No, I'm going to practice super hard every single day and I'm going to play super hard on, you know, every single game. And I don't really have, I don't have concerns at all about him on game day. It, it's the practice thing that concerns me a little bit in terms of setting an example for, you know, younger guys. And it, it, it's just, it seems like a distraction. I'd, I'd almost prefer him honestly to be real, honestly holding it, holding out like, it, it just feels like a halfway foot in the door type of thing. Um, yeah, I think his agent is real whack too. I, I, I don't really understand what his agent ha has been coaching him to do. But, you know, I, I was kind of disappointed by the situation. Um, but to sum my thoughts up real quickly, I, I want I want there to be an end to this saga. I, I am done. I am absolutely done with the back and forth drama of this. Either extend him now like pay him now he is clearly worth it or don't and trade him tomorrow please and, and and when people bring up the comp pick formula there's no guarantee the seahawks get a comp pick from him they could go out and sign out sign some big free agent and you know completely strike through his um you know his comp his uh comp pick that we would get for him so i i just want the seahawks to take decisive action either way i hate this like in limbo phase so nathan how do you feel about about Earl sitting out practices. Does that bother you? No. If he's going to show up and play the way he's played in the last three games, I don't care if he holds out during the week and shows up Sunday morning. And I mean, if 
you're gonna go get what do they have three picks if you're gonna get turnovers and you know he's playing lights out he's breaking up passes he's all over the place um no i have no problem with this i, I get the idea that like i mean again this is something that pete has to manage we've talked a lot about his philosophy and you know number one is protect the team and always compete and yada 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 and this guy doesn't want to practice but like i mean he'll have to figure that out uh but i i don't see the problem here like he's showing up he's playing he's playing really well he's not making mistakes um I don't care about it at all. I think it's getting a little ridiculous that they're not going to just pay the guy. And I don't know why. And it feels like it's a pissing match more than anything at this point. Like there's just a pride thing. Um, and that is really weird to me. Um, I, the ideal thing here, if you're the team, is that you manage to rectify the situation or get Earl right or happy enough and then like franchise him, but like, that's just never going to happen. So they need to be realistic and they either need to pay him or trade him. I do think that's true. Not because um, of the holding out or anything like that or the practice situation, but because you're going to get to the end of this year. And if you're not going to pay him, if you're going to pay him, just pay him now. What are you fighting about? And if you're not going to pay him, don't lose him for nothing. Like, that's ridiculous. Get a third-round pick. Get a fourth-round pick. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, it's not Earl's value. It is more than you're going to end up with at the end of this year. Um, and, you know, he's very good, and he's helping this team. But this is not a playoff team. This is not a Super Bowl team. Get whatever you can out of this. Pay him, preferably. He's crazy good. Um, but otherwise, trade him. How do you guys feel about the Cam Chancellor contract? Do you think that was a good choice to sign Cam to that deal? No, but I complained about that deal. Like, me and a lot of people did not like that deal at the time, and you could see the signs of Cam slowing down. Um, that's not the case with Earl today. Like, yeah, there's risk. Earl is older, and, you know, it's that third contract situation, but I don't think they're the same situation beyond that. How, how would you guys feel if they signed him to a significant deal and he gets injured this year or next year and, re and retires? Would you still feel like it was the right choice? In the moment, uh, yes. Yeah. I think it's worth the risk with Earl Thomas. I, I, I As great as Cam Chancellor is, I genuinely believe Earl Thomas is on a higher level significantly. Like I, I, th I think Earl Thomas is a Hall of Fame caliber player. Not to say Cam isn't. I think Cam is, but – Dude, just pay him. Just pay him. Come on, John. You know, drop your ego. Pay him thirteen million a year. He's worth it. Just do it. Come on. It's funny. I, I don't. I don't sense ego being involved at all. I don't. I don't get this pissing match thing. I, I think the Seahawks have made a calculation. Whether people agree with it or not is a separate topic. But I think they've made a calculation that they don't want to sign him to a third contract, or they're going to be very wary of third contracts based on the trajectory of this team. And they, part of what they might be evaluating is, what does this team look like? Is it going to make sense for us to invest three years in this guy? Or maybe we want to get a little bit of more view in Tedrick and see whether we're better off spending the money elsewhere or whether this team is more than a couple of years away from... I think all those things could be factoring in. Um, but I agree with Nathan on, on one part in particular, which is I don't feel a lot of pressure about, okay, if he's going to miss practice. And, and I actually understood exactly what he said. People were beating him up about it. And I understand why they were for saying, Hey, if I have a headache, if I'm not feeling right, I'm not practicing. I'm going to take care of my body. You know what? Like 
that might not be the first time or the last time I should say that that happens in the NFL in today's NFL. Like these players are realizing more and more um, what the impact is to their bodies and they know what they're going to get paid regardless of what goes on. If they're a really good player, can you make them practice? Sure. You can start to find them um, different teams to handle that different ways, but on a Pete Carroll team, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. If I don't think his, his teammates care, honestly. Um, I, I don't think that there's this jealousy. He has proven himself as a Hall of Fame player and, and is bringing it every Sunday and playing great football. So I, I don't feel that urgency. I am comfortable with the ambiguity. I think strategically, that's where I think we're all talking about now. Like exiting this season, losing Earl, and all you get is cap space, most likely, because the comp picks, you have to think the Seahawks are going to spend some money on free agents this offseason. Um, that would seem like a really big mistake. Uh, so, yeah. If, if they don't want to pay, if they don't know if they want to pay Earl, they don't want to pay Earl. Like, as much as I think that's probably the, as much as willing as I would be to pay Earl, if you're on the fence, three games into the last year of his deal about giving him a third contract. Don't give him a third contract. Like don't put yourself in that situation. We'll see if that's the right call or not, but like this is what they have to get better at. And this, these are the mistakes that they made in the past is they try to just kind of like keep like rolling this stuff back out there. And I think, I think Earl is the one guy where you really should roll it back, you know, again, but if you aren't sure going into a third contract, then you don't want to give them the money. Don't give them that money. Trade him. Get something. Recoup some value. This is what, you know, Belichick and those old Eagles teams did really well. And it seems like this is still the same problem that Seattle's had. Yeah. So the decision tree there, I think, is what you're getting at, which is yeah. if if you're not going to sign him, then trade him. Yeah. And for me, the decision tree before that was even – Okay, if you're gonna sign, if you're not gonna sign him and you're gonna trade him, trade him before the draft last year. Get a player that could have contributed to this season. And the fact that they didn't do that has caused, I think, more turmoil than was necessary and more churn than was necessary. And they could have been planning for a future where they knew Earl wasn't going to be there. And now they're in a position where the guy that's maybe going to replace him is not really playing. And I'm not still convinced that he can come close to replacing him. And maybe Bradley McDougald is playing strong safety and you'd need him to play free or I don't know. There's a lot of things that end up being kind of messed up about that. And the farther you get into the season, the less value he has to the team acquiring him unless, you know, um, uh, unless they're able to obviously sign him to that long-term deal, which would be part of the part of the transaction. So, I think trade deadline is what is it? It's, it's, it's week eight now. Is it week eight? It used to be week six. I don't. I, I, I think they've just pushed back. I don't know when. I'm like ninety percent sure it's week eight. Yeah, I mean, I I was hearing, and I think others were hearing rumors that that Earl was going to be trading at, traded after this game, and. That still could happen. It's just Tuesday, but <laughs> uh, you know, every everybody was asking after the guy has two interceptions in that game and obviously made a huge impact. You know, 
it's amazing. It's not surprising that that started to change the people's perspective. And uh, trade, sorry, Brian, trade deadline is October 30th. So okay. that's what I thought. End of October. Okay. Yeah. So weakens their their leverage though in a trade. If you if they get up to that deadline, if it's October 29th, they haven't extended Earl, they haven't traded Earl. A team knows, like, I mean, the chances of an extension at that point, I think, are, are slim. Like, it, it seems like every day that goes on or every week that goes on, their leverage around on this gets less. And in fact, I think the right time to do it at the draft, I agree with you then. But his value now, right now, three games, three picks, playing well his value is probably not going to be higher than it is right yep. now, which is a silly thing to say. Like the facts about him and who he is, isn't going to change, but like just, I think perception and everything is probably the highest it's going to be right now. Yeah. No. What do you guys think about the Kansas city leak that came out over this weekend from Mort? Like, do you guys think that was leaked by the Seahawks to drum up maybe a little, a little, uh, aggressiveness by by the cowboys or what do you guys think about that talking about the the report that the chiefs have emerged as a second suitor for for earl yeah i mean that would be amazing for the chiefs <laughs> i think it's a move yeah especially if earl's at the point where you're gonna get him for a third and you got a team that looks like that kansas city team does Ooh. yeah is, is eric reed back is he playing like eric berry eric berry sorry yeah eric berry I, I think he was out last week. Yeah, he's been dealing with some injuries, but I mean, a Barry Thomas uh, safety duo would be pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it could be that the Seahawks dropped that. It could be Earl's agent dropping that. I thought there was an interesting comment that Earl made relative to the Cowboys. So he he did his um his bow after that second interception and he did it towards the Dallas sideline he implied i think i can't remember exactly the post game comment but something or maybe it's a something i heard basically implying part of his comment about the disrespect has been noted or whatever the the statement was wasn't just about the Seahawks i mean i think he's looking for i think he was commenting about the Cowboys did not offer enough they weren't offering enough um for him and um so i think he's got a little he's got a little frustration with more than just the seahawks about the situation he's in um but look uh, as long as he's gonna be wearing a, a seahawks jersey i'm gonna be cheering for him and not gonna be feeling bad about that at all um as long as uh you know i, I can quibble with what the, the seahawks strategy is here and their decision I don't feel quite as upset at that. I'm really not that upset at the team either. I know a lot of people are. Um, I'm just not. And look, we were just talking last week. Logic does not seem to be the thing driving a lot of decision-making around this franchise from at least in the recent history. And Pete certainly does the same you know, type of thing where he's, he's giving the impression that he would like to keep Earl around and just be patient. Is it totally out of the realm of possibility that the end of this year they re-sign him? I don't think it is. I would give it like a 5%, 10% chance um, that that could, that could happen. That would be really weird. Like it'd be a weird way to get to an extension, <laughs> Like, but it's possible. So 
so question and may and maybe this is too simplified of a question so top of the top of the free safety market i believe is like 14 or 15 million right now with eric berry so say earl thomas you know wants to reset the market at like let's go conservative like 15 million a year wants to be the highest paid safety and let's say the seahawks have budgeted you know what 11 12 million dollars for him could this be as simple as like a three four million dollar salary difference in terms of what they think he's worth or or do you think there's like something deeper going on here i am not the cap guy um at all but it seems to me that if i was seattle the thing i would be concerned about wouldn't be about like the average per year or anything like that but the guarantee structures mm. that would be like, if you're talking about a guy on a third year, I mean, I, I don't slow him down, but he has had some injuries, and, you know, he's going to be 30. And so there's some uncertainty, uncertainty there. To me, I would be most concerned about when can I get out of this contract or, or how much is it going to hurt me to get out of this contract in three years or whatever. That's yeah. interesting. I think that's fair. Like, the impression I get is that Earl wants to set the market um, at, at – at safety. And I do think there's reason to be a little bit concerned about a third contract player um, setting the market at any position other than maybe quarterback. Um, so anyway, um, I can kind of understand that part of it. Uh, oh, I lost my thought on, on this other piece, but uh, you know, what I wonder about is, is this going to is this going to escalate any further with Earl? You know, we got to the third week of the season. He stopped practicing on Friday. Is there other things he's going to start doing um, that that is going to force force the Seahawks' hand? Um, was there a conspiracy? Was, was there any conspiracy talk that the reason why that that Zeke touchdown that got called back because Earl Earl blew that play right? He was supposed to stay over the top on that, right? Yes. Can we start a conspiracy theory that he did it on purpose? <laughs> Trying to stick it to the team. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we can we can try to proliferate that. Um, I mean, he seems like I don't. There may be escalations and stuff, but like it seems pretty clear he's not gonna miss a game, right? If he was gonna like screw around and miss games, he would have by now. He would have kept his holdout or like something, right? I mean, he's showing up on Sunday and playing his heart out. Like uh, I don't. He I'm curious to see his response to the fine because it, it was confirmed that he was, he was fined. Right. I, I don't think it was confirmed. I think Pete Carroll made it clear there were consequences and everyone's assuming that that's a fine. Okay. There may have been a report that like it was confirmed. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I pers I believe per CBA rules, they can fine up to one week's worth of salary for the player, which in Earl Thomas's case is $500,000. So you know, 500k fine if they leverage like the full fine might piss them off. <laughs> yeah, piss me off. <laughs> yes, 